Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Wait, are you gaming? On a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Coming up on TMS, what will it take to get you into that Big Mac value meal today? Freedom Rock, turn it up while taking a freedom bath. A two-way mirror is just a one-way window. Red, white, and chew. Dead counts as damaged. The hoity and the toity. Aliens are taking your taxes. Follow me on Twink Talk. Describe the t-shirt situation. Love the band. Not sure about the Hitler mustache. The Coleman Domingo. Best all-around Spanish cooking stove. Prepare to see some ween that'll make you feel better about yourself. My heart tells me hot dog. Stuffing your face with cream-filled tubes. Hellpoint Wildersmith. He was great on that 70s show. The comic books and the whatnot and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. People, I am looking for a wonderful woman. Not guys. I am not gay. I have nothing against gays. I love the female. Are you sure? The Morning Stream. Desperately working off a pile of parking lot tacos since 2011. Morning, everybody, and welcome back to TMS. Yes, we were off for a couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. Yes, you missed us, didn't you? You missed us terribly. But we've wandered back into the home, and you've said, Welcome back. You're welcome here anytime. Have a seat. Enjoy your breakfast. Blah. Uh, Please we're rinse your bowl when you're done. That's right. Don't leave your bowl out, you little shit. Um, we're back. It's me and Brian, and happy uh, day after the Fourth of July, everybody. Uh, America's Day, you know. That's right. That's yeah. right. Did you do any kind of fireworky business, or did you? Uh, we did not. We um, we went to a party. Man, it sounds like I'm beginning to sing a Lita Ford song. But yeah. we went to a party on Saturday night. Yeah. Didn't get laid, but we got in a fight. No. Oh. Uh, no, it was uh, interesting. Went to a party. The, uh, friends of ours that we met through Crazy Neighbor. Actually, the the uh, woman is our uh, accountant. She does our taxes every year. Ooh, partying with but the we've accountant. Known them, I like but this But we've known idea. them for years before, you know, sure. she started doing our taxes. Sure. But it does feel like she knows everything about us. 
Probably more <laughs> than most people, right? She knows, well, at least yeah. she knows your, your financial everything. So there's that. Yep. Yeah. But it was quite a uh, an interesting group. It was maybe a little bit more conservative than uh, the usual groups that we hang out with. We took an Uber there. And because you still have to wear a mask in uh, Uber and Lyft rides, we step out of the, the car wearing our masks and everybody at the party turns and stares at us like ooh like, scarlet <laughs> like, letter man that's what that is yeah i described it in our film sec chat as um the bar room scene where the jukebox stops playing it's completely quiet and everybody is looking at, at uh, <laughs> the person who just walked in yeah i mean were these like as far as like you know give me the t-shirt situation what um, kind of no mega hats but uh four t-shirts that had uh, outlines of machine guns on them saying things like um, uh, variety is the spice of life and it had a bunch of different machine guns on it or uh, another yeah. one that says red white and ammo Got and it, it was like <laughs> three different machine guns between the words yeah. uh, cardboard cut out the letters freedom across the, you know, in the in the front of the yard and uh, I'd be tempted to tell the one dude uh, ammo is not a color I'd, right. I'd, I'd, I'd be exactly. really tempted. It'd be really hard for me not it to say It doesn't even that. rhyme. It's no. not like they're saying red, white, and chew or something like that, right? It's, <laughs> it's like it's, somebody who came up with that T-shirt really uh, didn't didn't think too hard. Didn't spend a lot of time on it. But um, no. I did take a lot of a lot of everybody's money. We played uh, we played a card game. Um, the first word is rat, and the second word is a uh, slang, a four-letter slang term for fornicate. Oh! And I'll just say that. Oh! I bet I know what it is. I bet you know what it is, too. Yeah. 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 So, uh, it was, uh, we played a lot of, well, basically played only that, and um, I ended up taking about 65, 70 bucks from from these uh, chuckleheads. Oh, good. That's at least 70 yeah. bullets. Well done. Yeah, exactly. I've, I've reduced their, yeah, <laughs> their next ammo purchase by that much. Yeah, the capacity for ammo had just dropped. Uh, well, that's that's that sounds like fun. We didn't do any kind yeah. of uh, fourth specific mm-hmm. sort of anything, but I got home from a whole weekend at a family reunion. We did it up here in Park City about an hour north right. or yeah. west. or When is it? North. No. North E. East. Northeast? Anyway, Northeast. Yeah, because we drive through there when we come through the um, Wyoming path. We oh, right. We'll come through Park City on the way. Yeah, that's the yeah. way to go time-wise. Like, that's the direction you're going to want to go. It is. It's just so dull. Yeah, but, it's boring. Uh, yeah. It's boring as crap. You get to the mountains, everything lightens up, and it's nice. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the Wyoming part. <whistles> Nothing wrong with Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Y'all nope. got a cool cowboy business going on there. It's great. Keep it up. Yeah, I mean, but... you can if you go through Wyoming, you can actually just put on cruise control Use a uh, belt to uh, lash the steering wheel to the uh, emergency brake yeah. and catch a few Z's on That's the right. ride. That's right. Uh, so we're so we did this and it was great. And it's a this uh, great big uh, sort of. Last time we were there, actually, it was about half the size. I don't know what happened, but it exploded during the pandemic. This huge bunch of new resort hotels and stuff in this one part of Park City. Um, some may know it as the Westgate area. I don't know, but anyway, we went up there. Uh, my mom and and John and then all of the most of the siblings. I'm trying to think, is anybody we didn't see? Yeah, my brother Matt didn't come up while we were there, so he may still be up there today. I don't know, but anyway, long and short of it, people from Arizona, uh, us, and 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 whatever. Uh, everything went pretty good, except mm-hmm. I wanted to say this: when I was a kid growing up, and then in my teens, and my twenties, and my even my thirties. 
Park City was a reasonably affordable place to go. Mm-hmm. Now, during all of that time, it was, you know, uh, Sundance Film Festival was a thing, and it still is. And right. And that, that draws a lot of people here of the hoity and the toity variety, right? <laughs> and right. over time, uh, really rich people go up there and build enormous palatial homes on the side of mountains for many millions of dollars and and make that their their summer home or whatever. Uh, or winter if they like to ski, whatever. They just, you know, that's what they do. So Post Malone's got a place up there, a big monster place. We still haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. We keep trying to see it, but we don't know where it is. Um, but lots of like record executive people from LA, they have homes up there. Anyway, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And Main Street, which is this old town, part of Park City that used to be the mining town back in the 1800s, is now this like every shop is super hipstery and lots of art and fancy food and all that, right? It's like your mm-hmm. your your historical sure. gentrified little strip thing. And it's beautiful and it's all that. But going growing up there and going there all the time, you could afford things. Like mm-hmm. food, you could say, "Oh, we'll stop here and get a sandwich. <laughs> How much is it?" Oh, it's like 6.50 to 8 bucks or something, no uh, big it's deal. Nothing. Yeah, right. Not a big deal. Now, I don't know what happened. And it's not just in the last it's not just pandemic. It's like I don't know, the last 5 years, they've decided there that people are just going to be fine paying 60 bucks for what they used to pay 10 for. And so, like, wow. this pizza place, that's okay. It's not the worst mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. A 10-inch pizza, a little tiny one, 10-inch, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and two house salads, 65 bucks. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's too much. <laughs> the burgers are like $17, $18 anywhere you go. It doesn't matter yeah. where. They're all bad. That's so, uh that's Vale too. You know, it's ugh. um but Vale but Vale I feel like has been expensive for as long as I've gone there. Yeah. You know, you 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 drive up to the mountains. Vale is a good lunch stop if you leave in the morning after breakfast. Vale is like well, Vale is even too early for lunch. I guess if you leave mid-morning then Vale is a good lunch stop. Sure. But they're one of those places where the McDonald's rules of yeah, a Big Mac extra value meal is going to cost you X amount pretty much everywhere you go. The uh, the rules don't apply in no, Vale. No. It's like uh uh how will you be paying for that, sir? Uh <laughs> would you like to step into my office and we'll see if we can arrange a <laughs> Yeah, you got to get financing. No, no, right, exactly. No interest for the first twelve months. No interest financing on that Big Mac extra value meal. Yeah, they're like the day before we left. We're like, hey, should we do breakfast at Squatters, which is uh, yeah. uh, a small local, but they have a couple of, of of locations. But they're basically a local brewery and they have a pub type thing, Squatters mm-hmm, Pub, mm-hmm. and they're great. We love them. There's one in Salt Lake we go to, and it's 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 great. The one out here or the one in Park City costs more money for some reason. Everything does. And also they were like talking 25 people at this. And I said, yeah. really? Are we doing that? And they're like, yeah. And I go, do we need to take out a loan or like maybe yeah. some mortgage? Like what <laughs> right, are we doing exactly. here? So we didn't do that. We ended up doing something else. But it all went fine. It just felt like the, one of the more expensive, just the day-to-day part of what you have to expend felt higher than yeah. ever there. And we didn't even do like the big alpine slide or any of the expensive like things you do up there. Um, we sort of avoided all of that. But I'm happy to say, like, you know, I got some anti-vaxxers in this uh, particular family group. I got mm-hmm. some, uh, you know, some dubious, uh, you know, aliens are taking your your taxes or whatever, just stuff. 
And none yeah. of it, none of it got out of hand. It was all, you know, I think one or two tiny mentions, and then we just kind of skipped past it. You know, like I'm a big believer that one of the founding principles of this country is that you can protest against this country if you feel like you're being wronged. And so mm-hmm. I'm personally 100% fine with anybody protesting anywhere about anything, whatever their issue is. I think it's fine. And so when a uh, professional football player or basketball player kneels during the national anthem, it's their right. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to do what they're going to do. And I fully support it, uh, especially because it's downright uh, un not violent. <laughs> I like that. The right, most. it's I like a, when a things peaceful protest. Peaceful, yes, peaceful exactly. protest. Uh, I do not like, you know, when people breach the Capitol. I wouldn't call that a peaceful protest. But if you're, you know, have an issue, and even if I very much disagree with your issue, you have every right to protest and to. It's it's your, one of your fundamental rights in this country. Well, anyway, we were talking about the Suns, you know. And the Suns, the Phoenix Suns, you know, they're going to the playoffs, Brian. First time right. since 2000, or I'm sorry, 1993. It's a long time since they've been at the uh, uh, been at the playoffs. And I'll tell you, right. that, should have, dance. that yeah. should have been the Utah. That should have been the Jazz. But it's okay. You beat the Clippers. Well done. You took out our nemesis for the year. And, and now you're in our place. And so fight well for us is all I have to say about that. But the point is, talk to somebody who stopped getting season tickets. They were giant Suns fans died in the wool, loved them, canceled it all, and will never go to another game again because people uh, kneel during the, the national anthem. And right. so when someone brings something like that up, you can either engage and go to town <laughs> or you can right. go, so anyway, this weather we're having, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. So right. we did a lot of that. Uh, yes, we we That's we funny. went in. We went in with that intent. We knew that if this kind of stuff was going to come up, and it felt a little baity or whatever, we were just going to go. Wow. Okay. Well. Anyway. Wow. First time in twenty seven years. Anyway, what what are we doing for lunch? Like we're just going to move right. on. It. You almost have to figure out a really good segue topic to not make it obvious. Like if they start bringing up <laughs> vaccines, you can say, "Oh, I know. You know, last time I can't remember last time." Uh, prior to 2021 that I had a needle in my arm. Tetanus? Yeah. How do you get tetanus again? (laughs) (laughs) You know, basically. Uh, Well, I did somebody, we did have somebody bring up, kept bringing the story up about why they won't get vaccinated. And the story was that they have a nurse friend who her and her husband were vaccinated and her husband got the Delta variant and died even though he was vaccinated. And so I'm not getting vaccinated. And I said... I wanted to say, well, you know what I wanted to say, but what I, I said instead was like, oh, that's too bad. It's such so sad. Yeah. But I wanted to say, you know, you know what 97% effective against means? It doesn't mean 100% guaranteed. Right, and exactly. Also, yes. also, it seems like your chances are higher to get it by not. Anyway, anyway I could I could have gone yes. for miles on that conversation. Instead, I was like. Oh man, that's so bad. It's too bad. I hope she's doing okay. Yeah, and that's the right thing. It's yeah. like I'm so sorry to hear that. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, not not too bad though. For the most part, okay. Yeah. Played a lot of Rock Runners with my proof deck. Everybody loved it. Oh, good. Yeah. Wow, this made was me a, happy. This was a work trip, right? For that, a right? Little, this little is like you can write this whole thing the off. The whole thing gets written off because I had people play Rock Runners. It's for real. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Um, but I did nice. miss doing this. So glad to be glad to be back. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I went and saw a couple of movies. I saw, well, I saw a third movie last night. We were keeping the dog down here in the basement with a very loud science fiction movie, something brand new that I'll probably be using for recommendals this week. Oh, does it, does it have that. someone in it named Piss Schnat? 
Yes, it does. As a matter of fact, did you watch it too? No, I haven't seen it. Yet. Okay, no, yeah. all right. I probably will, but I I can't wait know. to talk about it because yeah, I have some problems with it, and we'll talk about that on on Wednesday. But yeah. uh, no, went to the theater and saw two movies that are only available in theaters. Um, first off, the Sparks Brothers. Not going to surprise anybody who knows me, but I'm a huge fan of the of Ron and Russell Mail, better known as Sparks, a band yeah. that's been around since the early '70s, but has never really enjoyed um, the kind of success that really blows up. Like they had a hit with uh, Cool Places in the '80s with Jane Wheedlin. They've had sporadic, you know, songs every now and then that kind of rise a little bit on album rock radio um bigger in the uk bigger in in other countries oh these are the guys with the cool mustaches and stuff these guys are awesome looking yeah well one guy has a cool mustache if if you think charlie chaplin slash hitler's mustache (laughs) is cool (laughs) although these days he's not doing that he's doing a really thin like a um uh like that director uh thin thin mustache okay john waters john John Waters. waters mustache all right yeah, but um, they are, uh, they've been a favorite of mine because they kind of mix that humor and um, uh, uh, you know, humor and rock and roll in a great, in a really cool way. And this movie, this documentary, is done by uh, the uh, Edgar Wright, you know, oh. who, who you know from many other movies yeah, like the, uh, the Scott Pilgrim the, and the, uh, Shaun of the Dead and all that. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And the crazy thing is how many musicians you know and love who say, oh, yeah, we love Sparks, you know, and, and it's this, this underground band. So Patton Oswalt, Flea, Beck, Neil Gaiman, Fred Armisen, um, Andy Bell and Vince Clark from uh, Erasure, mm. um, Simon Pegg, uh, uh, you know, all of these famous people talking about, oh, two of the guys from Duran Duran, John Taylor and Nick Rhodes, and they're talking about how, um, yeah, if you're on a tour bus with with other musicians, sooner or later, the conversation ends up, you end up talking about Sparks. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, I mean, I honestly, you, you introduced me. I'd never heard of them until you talked about them about a year ago or two years ago or yeah, something. Yeah. I think I when never... I first heard about this documentary, which was 2019 or 2020 was when they started yeah. talking about this thing. Yeah, and, and I'd never uh, heard of them before either, so now you got me all peaked on this. I want to I want to see it. For me it's they, like you know what it's like it's like the New York Dolls and I watched that New York yeah. Doll movie which mm-hmm. was all about the bassist and where he ended up. It's Buster Poindexter. No, it was a different guy, right? Different guy. New York Dolls. Yeah, I forgot his name. But it yeah. was really it was a really interesting doc, but I'd never heard of the I know this is embarrassing cuz a lot of people have, but I'd never heard of the New York Dolls until then. So I rely. What I'm saying is, I rely on Brian for my music knowledge. So thank you for that. Yeah, I appreciate it. Anyway, so great documentary. If you're a fan of the band, a plus. If you're not a fan of the band, if you're, if like Scott, it's brand new to you. If nothing else, it will be a a great story about a band that is always one mainstream hit that they don't want to ever do away from stardom. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, and you know, and and why does why the heck does Ron Mail wear that Hitler mustache? Um, the other thing that we saw this weekend was Zola. Sadly, Zola. not a movie about uh, Arnim Zola, yeah. uh, Toby Jones' character from the Marvel universe, <laughs> but uh, um, it's about it's a movie based on a Twitter thread. <laughs> what from a former stripper who um, 
yeah, like this whole movie is based on this this viral Twitter thread that this woman put up years ago about getting taken down to Miami by this other stripper to make some money. And it's, uh, I know you've seen Spring Breakers. There's a lot of comparisons to like a black comedy version of Spring Breakers. Mm, like stylistically um, and music and that kind of stuff or... Uh, stylistically and also subject matter. I mean, that, you know, has a little bit to do with uh, pimping and sure. and uh, uh, and how creepy James Franco was and stuff like that. Sure. Um, th- it's it's great. It's really, really funny. It's funny, creepy, almost like a um, uh, kiss, kiss, bang, bang kind of action leading into more action. Like, like bad decision made here leads into these bad decisions and this bad decision. But um, was the Twitter of, was the Twitter thread like a back and forth story thread? Like they just made the story. It was up a Twitter went? thread. There was a, a one person's account of what happened, and apparently, the other person named like the other main character in the movie uh, replied back on Reddit and said, "Oh no, that's not what happened at all," and made up this really. An unbelievable response story. That's like, yeah, okay, we believe the uh, we believe that the Twitter thread uh, person. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's great, but it's got a lot of people that you recognize from other things. Uh, Greg from Succession is uh, oh. one of the main characters in here, and he's okay. always great. I like that guy. Yeah. Uh, Coleman. Oh, what's the guy's name? Coleman Domingo, who. Um, you know from uh, well, Fear the Walking Dead. Um, <laughs> it's my favorite camp stove, the Coleman Domingo. Is uh, the Coleman Domingo? It's so good. Yeah, yes, I love it. exactly. Cooks, cooks your uh, he was in If Beale Street Could Talk, um, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Anyway, he's he's great. He's really really cool. Uh, oh, some of these, re- these reviews are blazing for this. People like it. They are. It is really good, and it does it it employs some of those funny weird like. Uh, break the fourth wall kind of things like symbols appearing on screen and mm. and the thing pauses for a second and then almost like it restarts the movie with this other character's account of what happened and um it is it's uh, really cool and i will say this a movie about strippers and the uh female two two female strippers and the only nudity you see is uh gratuitous male nudity awesome take <laughs> just that. a heads up yeah take that everybody just train change your expectations boom That's man right. wiener prepare prepare to see some uh some ween and um and and some uh ween that'll make you feel better about yourself oh <laughs> no matter what. oh good no, 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 that's yes. good because you know sometimes yeah. you're you're subjected to something and you're like, oh, you're okay. like, oh man, holy cow, yeah. uh, Wahlberg, yeah. jeez, uh, <laughs> fake or not, you made me feel bad. That's well right. done. That's right. Anyway, so it's really good. Zola and uh, Sparks Brothers, two big recommendations from me. Nice early recommendations. Can't use them for re- can't use them for recommendals because neither one of them are streaming. They're not doing any day and date streaming sure. stuff. Sure, sure. Uh, oh, and that in the Heights, and then that other thing are leaving soon. People should probably yeah. catch that. Yeah, that, well, the Conjuring. Yeah, and I think Conjuring might be leaving today. So if you if you haven't seen the Conjuring, then get on it. I've I've skipped it. <laughs> but those, yeah, in the Heights is, is those aren't bad. Those Conjuring movies, they're not bad. I they're, hear they're, they're not. Okay. Here's the problem: is I'd be watching them alone. Tina has zero desire to see the Conjuring. I mean, sounds like Kim. She would not either. So and the Purge I, is going to be another solo deal. If I want to see any of the Purge movies, I'm watching. Uh, 
Oh yeah, the pur. I've seen <clears throat> the Purge Two is actually my favorite. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of them I've been pretty bad, mm-hmm. and I hear this new one's pretty bad. So yeah. the only thing I'm interested in here is, I guess it goes. Uh, uh, the, the concept is this is just in the trailer. This time, when the purge ends and everyone's supposed to get back to their daily lives, it doesn't end. A bunch of people oh, have decided no. we're going to keep doing this, and that's a great premise. Mm-hmm. Except yeah. apparently, it's very poorly executed, according to reviews <laughs> I'm reading. So, well, well, I you know I'll probably end up gotcha. seeing it, but whatever. I cannot Maybe for some not. reason I like the purge. I like the purge concept more than I like the films. Anyway. Yeah. Well, Tina's so so short. Uh, another little short thing. Tina's and my uh, AMC A list accounts are back enabled, so expect a lot more uh, quick movie reviews as we as we probably jump into a theater once a week again. Oh yeah, you know what I'm going to start reviewing? I got a book, a big fat table uh, coffee table book, mm-hmm. all about the career and films of Ridley Scott. Oh, wow. And cool. it's awesome. I couldn't not get it. I'm not even like a, 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 a let's buy a physical book guy anymore. I'm usually like, give me get, yeah. get a Kindle version or something. I usually don't care. But this thing, of course, chock full of pictures and everything, just mm-hmm. in-depth Blade Runner, Alien. Mm. Um, oh, all, you watch, the, I think you watched Braveheart, or Braveheart over the weekend, didn't you? No, that was just a, a tweet. Just, I saw a tweet yeah, about Yeah, that uh, was just me screwing around trying to do okay. a freebie drawing. So I, I, I pulled a quote from the internet. But but in this case, like uh, it goes all the way to current. Uh, I think Covenant may be the last thing they cover, so it's everything he's ever done. Wow! And cool. it's so far really good. And it's a big picture of him sitting on the book, going, mm, "Yes, I'm really Scott. Hello, yes." <laughs> oh, I forgot he did Hannibal. Yeah, GI Jane. Oh, so are you so going to be going movies. through and doing like a um, a watch through of all of every Ridley oh, I don't, Scott? Film I don't know if I'll do that. that or not. Mostly because oh. I've seen most of it, but maybe. I mean, I. I love his movies, so yeah. it's yeah. just really good. And there, I'd, I'd completely forgotten in this first chapter they go into detail about him starting a shoot. What business was it? I forgot now. He start oh an advertising company uh, out of out of school. Like it was the first thing he did, and he and he partnered with his brother Tony, uh, rest his soul. And uh, they had it was so successful that by the time he made his first movie or was getting ready to be a filmmaker. He was already a millionaire. He had millions of dollars from just his startup business he'd made. Wow. I didn't know that. So he was like, F the business. I'd like to go now do what I want to do, which is make really cool movies. And he did. And he's great. Anyway, I'll I'll talk more about that as I read through it because it's so far it's really good. Okay. Uh, uh, Dunaway time. Let's get him in here. Dunaway time. Yeah. I think he's home because he's... uh, I could be wrong about this, but I think he's off mm-hmm. today. They should, you know, he deserves mm-hmm. a day. Yeah, usually if you're an office worker, you probably have today off. I would think so. Uh, he also works, it's, I think it's somewhat governmental related. Either way, mm-hmm. he's here now, and now there's this music. Brian Dunaway, welcome back to the show for Babel Royale. How are you? Oh, hi, Scott and Brian. How oh, are you hi. guys? Oh, you are definitely at home. I can tell it's your mic at home. Mm. Is my yep. mic at home? Is mm. my mic at home? It has a very warm, inviting quality to do your you, voice. Oh, well, good. Yeah. Do you guys feel like, do you feel more freedom today? Uh, I do. No. Feel, I feel more freedom. Uh, since, you, since you took the freedom bath yesterday, I feel <laughs> more free today? No? no I don't feel any more free today than I felt the day before, but thank you for, for asking. I think that's an important oh, question. Oh, but, but I will listen to Freedom Rock today, and yes, I will 
Turn it up, dude. Oh man, that's great. I forgot about that. I'm gonna turn Freedom I'm gonna listen rock. to I'm proud to be an American. I'm gonna listen to that non-ironically later. We'll see how it goes. Hey, uh, welcome back. It's good to have you here. We're going to play Battle Royale today. Hey, man, I missed you guys this weekend. I, I didn't miss it's your cool. little post in the Discord server where you had, uh, where you guys hung out with some family. Yeah, I oh, yeah. Hid. oh, yeah. I hid from family. You're uh, welcome. Uh, yeah, well yeah. done. You should. You did the right thing. Hide from family. That's the I, I line. did a thing. Yeah. yeah and, and what was that thing? Do you want to tell us? What was your thing? Sure, it was uh, it was give the the dogs uh, Benadryl so they don't freak the f out mm-hmm. with all the fireworks. There's two oh. there's two types of people in this world. People will go, oh, I like shooting fireworks, and people will go, I have dogs. Don't exactly. do that. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> we're right there with you. The latter. We were in the basement with a loud movie turned up, and uh, right. our dog slept on the love sack the whole time. Did not get freaked the out. Love so. Sack. So this was the yeah. first time we've been able to test Ripley to see if she freaks out or not, and she didn't. Yeah. Right, didn't even notice. Good. It. They Good. were going off. You could hear in the house, pop, 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 pop. But she didn't care. She was just chilling. I know. And it's like I think the dogs were like terrified and exhausted because we left them with this uh, rover service for the trip, mm. and it turned out great. It's this local couple, couple, a dude and his husband living. I don't know, two blocks away is all, and they full time do this. They just always have about twelve dogs in that house. And they just are watching people's dogs. It's that's how they make a living, and we really like them. So we're like, yeah, we'll do it here. You have to come introduce yourself first, the way the service works. But then you just take your dogs there, and they're there the whole time. And I think they had a great time, but they had to have been overwhelmed. It was like, mm-hmm. you know, twelve dogs. Most of these dogs they don't know, obviously. And now that they're back, they all look a little shell shocked, <laughs> like just like looking up at me, like, please don't ever do that again. Like they don't understand yeah. what happened. To I them. know as humans, we don't, we don't usually focus in too much, but we, we've been told no dog has actually come forward, but I've been told by many <laughs> dog experts that dogs freak out every time you leave because they think that's it. That's yeah, it. They're leaving. They that's it. They're they going to acclimate to a whole new set of whatevers. And yeah, Rainer's Rainer's a mess today, but I'll, I'll you know, I'll get her, I'll get her back. She'll be all right. <laughs> Anyway, I'll get her back. Hey, Brian. <laughs> oh, <laughs> why don't hey, you? Uh, why don't you, Brian Ibbett, explain to us what we're doing today and who might win prizes based on our performance? I will. Welcome to the Morning Squirm, a back and forth trivia game where our players will match wits on topics that Cliff Clavin would have offered up at the Cheers Bar. Uh, Scott and Brian are going to take turns answering multiple choice trivia questions, and if they get it wrong, the other player gets a point. The player with the most points after five questions wins the prize for their contestant, and we've pulled a couple of contestants from members of the Tadpool that aren't able to listen live. A couple of international members of the Tadpool today. Uh, Scott, you're going to be playing for Vlado from Melbourne, Australia. Melbourne. Melbourne, not Melbourne. Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne. Dunaway, you're going to be playing for Matthew from the United Kingdom. Didn't I play for a mat last time? Uh, let me see, because I have it here. You played I mean, for... I this wonderful. You played for a Chad from Wisconsin. Oh, a Chad. I played for and a Now Chad. you're playing for a Matt. Well, maybe it was on, uh, on the Wednesday show. That we, yeah, I think that's what we did. It was Matt on Wednesday last week. That's right. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's it. Yes, I think that's correct. Uh, All right. So uh, five questions. And I think, let me see, who won last week? I believe Dunaway won. I think Chad won. I won. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Chad did win. We're going to begin with Scott for this one. Um, Scott, close to a thousand men every year die in this odd way. 
Oh my gosh. Close to a thousand men every year die in one of these ways. Is it falling off an ATV? B. Autoerotic asphyxiation. (laughs) C. Accidental electrocution. Or D. Choking on a hot dog. Oh my gosh. All of the all those sound low. Yeah. Like like all four of them should be more than a thousand. Absolutely. Um Wow, my heart tells me go hot dog, but you know what? I'm going to go hot dog. They choke on hot dog. All right. It's, you know, uh, 4th of July being just Whoops. just behind Sorry. us here. Uh, the hot dog eating contest, very popular. Yeah. Uh, it is not choking on a hot dog. Brian, get the point. Damn it. Uh, you don't get any additional points, but do you have a guess, Brian? Uh, I'm going to go with the ATV, even though that seems kind of low, because people are maybe more paralyzed than anything. So I'm going to go ATV. Uh, it is not ATV. It is oh. autoerotic asphyxiation. Damn it. Really? That, I, I now knew, that I felt is like that's high. where you wanted me to go, go but I just was refusing to go there, and I don't know why my brain wouldn't do it. Damn it. And yeah. this is kind of like anything sexual related when you talk about guys. If if we say a thousand, then at least three thousand. That's right, right, exactly. Yes, right. Yeah, yes. it's only the number that want the, the few of them will tell you. You're always right about yeah. that. Yeah, right. Men don't talk. Uh, all right, Brian. Uh, let's see here. Well, speaking of uh, choking on hot dogs, uh, competitive eating king Joey Chestnut holds the world record for devouring 121 of which of these snacks. In six minutes. So he he consumed 121 of these in six minutes. Is it Twinkies, Snowballs, Yodels, or Thin Mints? Yodels. Okay, no one could put that many Thin Mints in. You would die. All right. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to rule that one out. Right. It just seems like if I was wanting to stuff something in my face, Twinkies just seemed like the right way to go. I'm going to go Twinkies. I'm going to go Twinkies. Is the answer Twinkies? It is. Twinkies yes. is correct. Yeah. Damn. I follow him on uh, twi- uh, t- uh, TikTok, by the way. Uh, on uh, uh, Twinkies. I follow, him, I follow him on Twinkies. <laughs> yeah. Twink Talk. Uh, he'll do. He'll do. <laughs> Don't use that app. Don't very, go to Twink Talk. Don't trouble, go there. Yeah. yeah. Troubling app. Uh, no, he's he's interesting because his things are all about, like, he'll, he'll show himself just cramming hot dogs down his throat, like 20 yeah. of them. And then he'll. He almost died like another. Nine hundred, yeah, nine hundred times. But then he'll go. Here's what I actually eat, and the dude's just like eating some salad. Like he doesn't eat the things he he binges on, and he's like skinny. He's weird. That guy's weird. Yeah, I wonder if after uh, after like one of the big hot dog competitive eating deals that he does every Fourth of July, if he if it just passes right through his body, or if he throws up or anything like that, or if he oh he's got to purge it right, if it just processes, you know, if he just has figured out. His he's body's got, he's got out a, of process. I, I assume they, they turn around and hork it into a bucket or his something. His body just ignores it. It's right. like, oh, it must be Fourth of July again. Yeah. Here comes here comes a hot dog bun uh, dipped in water. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! Uh, watery <laughs> hot dog buns. Mm. Okay, I hate that. All right. Well, Brian, you've got two points. Uh, Scott, this question is for you. Uh, this female fashion staple was originally created for gentlemen. Uh, which of these was originally intended for gentlemen? Is it bra, stockings, <laughs> high heels, or a corset? Which one of those was originally made for men, but... You're, uh, you're talking about a magazine, right? Not the product. No. What? No, what? I'm talking about the product. The product. 
Oh, what those magazine? products were made for men. Yeah. Yeah. What what magazine are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I was trying to figure out because I thought you said a magazine. I don't know why I heard that. No, with I heard the magazine. CEO, Maybe I have you heard, the... me say, you heard me say female fashion staple, and I guess there are staples. There we go. Oh, yeah, because I, I, I immediately yeah. went the wrong place. You're thinking of saddle stitching on a magazine. That's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. I subscribe to High Heels. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, when you before you even got to the answers, my brain said corset, and then you said corset. So I'm oh, going to really? say corset. Know. It feels like something yeah. dudes would do. Is yeah. it corset? Uh, no, it is not. Damn really? It. I thought that was a good guess. Uh, I thought so too. Point for Brian, but Brian, do you have a guess uh, between uh, bra, stockings, and high heels? Well, it's got to be high heels, right? I mean, short man syndrome's real. Yeah. It is indeed high heels. Yeah. Oh, what? Originally, originally created for gentlemen of low uh, low height, of, of vertically challenged. Vertically challenged. Uh, yes. Great. Cowboy boots, man. Those things make you tall. You yeah. can get dude corsets right. now. There's lots of uh, Instagram's always advertising like a dude corset. I don't know what they're trying to tell me, but it's it's happening every time. Hide your fat. Yeah. <laughs> Hide your fat. Put this on. Hide your fat. Yep. Uh, all right, Brian, this one goes to you. And look at you. You work out of the three of us. You're the only one of us who works in an office. So uh, oh. you have a, a little bit of an advantage on this question. A recent survey showed that 90% of offices have these and no one is the wiser. Is it two-way mirrors to watch employees? I don't like that term, by the way. I feel like it's a one-way mirror because one way it's a mirror, the other way it's not. I don't know why they call those two-way mirrors, but they do call them two-way mirrors. (laughs) You know what? That's That's a damn fine question. I'm annoyed by that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really a one uh, way mirror, 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 right? It's it only goes a mirror one on way. Both sides. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a mirror. <laughs> exactly. I understand why they want to shorten it to something easy to say, but you're right. Yeah. yeah. Bad. All right, so two-way mirrors to watch employees, programs to spy on their computers, hidden cameras or fake thermostats. Oh, interesting. Now phrase the question again. <laughs> yes. A uh, recent survey showed that 90% of offices have these and no one is the wiser. Now, we do have some two-way mirrors, but everybody is wise to it. We have cameras. Really? Wait, 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 wait. We've got two-way mirrors in your office, but people know about them? Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's, it's not primarily to uh, to spy on the uh, employees, but it is a place for the uh, to watch for if there's trouble. Like, where they're taking money in. You have to have somebody watch. To make oh, sure okay. that you know right. everything's on the up, because you got a little, you got a little buzzer. It's like, ah, call the cops, yeah. man. It's kind of like a bank yeah. in that manner. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, uh, gotcha. Hidden gotcha. cameras are probably a definite no-no. That's really high. I mean, you're going to get in trouble for putting hidden cameras, and somebody's going to find out for sure. Yeah, you have to disclose um, that normally. I would assume. Yeah, yeah. I think the only thing that would not cause a legal issue uh, is those thermostats. And I would, I, I don't think, I think all of ours work, but I don't know. I'm, I'm too afraid to touch them. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> it feels like thermostats is your, is your answer. That feels like the thing that wouldn't get you in trouble. You know, all right. Is the answer fake thermostats? Indeed it is. Yeah. 90% of, uh, offices apparently have a fake thermostat in them. And, uh, there's the course, the running joke, during the summertime, we have yeah. we have a mix. We have men and women both in our our office, and of course, the women are always running heaters. They're like, oh, I'm cold. Oh, yeah. What are you saying? And the about dudes women? are always like, I'm hot. Yeah. I'm hot. Yeah. What are you? So what are you saying? You saying women get cold too much, or are you saying men get hot too much? I'm what? saying it's a running joke at our work. I'm not saying there's any validity to the actual facts of it. I've never right. done any research. I'm no. just saying that is the prevailing thought. Sure. Mm-hmm. You got some em- empirical evidence, some some hands-on, on-the-street experience. <laughs> I get it. I get it. 
Uh, that is weird, and I don't understand why that is. Like, I would love an explainer for why there's fake thermostats. I want to, I, you know, I didn't think about it. I never thought about putting a fake thermostat, but I, I mean, it makes sense. But when I'm in the, in the hall so the kids can't touch it, you don't have to have that argument anymore. You know, you hide the nest one, you put a fake analog oh, one out in the I hall. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Then your kids are over there cranking it up, but really, you've got the control. <laughs> doing anything. Right, yeah. right exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Right. By the way, the, the tadpole is still really focused on my, uh, my, two-way mirror one-way mirror discussion oh. everybody's like no brian a one-way mirror is a mirror because yeah. <laughs> so, you because you, you only have one, one way. way yeah the, it's really the the determination of you have one way to use it versus two ways to use oh, it oh instead like, of okay, one so way mirror, one oh. way is to see through it yeah. i think okay. of it like a one-way street right mm-hmm. you can yeah. go through one way Right. But if you try to go the other way, you're going to kind of bounce back. Right. Yeah, it's going to come back at you. Gonna, you are going to do is see yourself. Yeah. Right. And at one point, you almost you almost should call it just a one way window. Look at it from the other side. There you go. That, yeah. That sounds more like it because that's Last why I think mirror. Full. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Think of it oh, that way. Mirror implies yeah. mirror part implies window. that something's going to happen. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 The other guy looking oh, through. Oh, well done. It's the window. Yeah, we got That's this. A, that is 100% the way it should be. A one-way window. Perfect. <laughs> a guy walk into a, uh, a uh, what do you call it, interrogation room in and in a police yeah. thing going, hey, wait a minute. Is that a one-way window? We would all go, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm going to make everybody use my my vocabularies. That's what I'm going to do, too. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. My turn, right? Uh, I'm curious about what a three-way mirror is. Uh, all right. Uh, this is last question. And, Scott, even though Brian Dunaway has already won, you need this. You need to win this one so that he doesn't sweep you. <laughs> okay. I don't oh. want to be swept. That'd be good. All right. Scott. Yeah. What's the most popular day of the week for viewing porn, according to Google search? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What day of the week? Uh, your choices are, is it Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday? Okay, so the midweek stuff doesn't even factor. Yeah, Tuesday through Thursday doesn't even matter. Which of those four days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday, uh, is the most popular day for viewing porn? I like the idea that somebody out there is worried they're not viewing porn on the right day and has to Google search it. Right, exactly, exactly. Like, oh, I'm on an off day here. Yeah. All right, I'll say, um, geez. I feel like it would, uh, be people would be bored. And so Sunday is a boring day. So Sunday. So you're going, you're going with the green day version of why you masturbate. Yeah, that's a green. Listen, right. if Billy, if uh, Billy Armstrong, Billy Ray Armstrong, right. whatever his name Billy is, Joe, yeah. Joe, uh-huh. if he taught me anything, it's that uh, uh, American idiots are bad, and and then that, and then that, and then right. the Sunday thing. Right. So yeah, so, uh, I'll say we always have the time to listen to him whine. Yeah. Um, it is not Sunday. Brian uh, gets the sweep. Uh, Brian, do you have a guess as far as which of the remaining days? Friday, well, Saturday, again, Monday? it was Monday. Friday, Saturday, Monday. I'm going to say, um, I do like to look at the porn on Friday night. You've been working all week. You got to, you know, chill out, you know, it's like blow off a little steam, so to speak. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Sure. That's right. Mm -hmm. All right. So Friday, also incorrect. It's today, oh, Monday, Monday, the most popular what? day of the week to search Man, for internet you can't porn. Be, you can't be looking at porn on the first day of the week. That's like <laughs> that's at your whole week in a bad tone, man. Yeah, I agree. Exactly, I agree. It's uh, well, it's it's Friday somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this Monday's this Monday's too hard to start. 
I can't do this without some porn this morning. <laughs> exactly. Another um, Monday morning meeting? Nah, forget it. I'm watching porn. I don't oh know why God. this... I don't know why we're oh all doing God. that. I'm voice, never going to but... attend a Zoom Monday morning meeting again. <laughs> Yeah. Everybody's pantsless. That's true. Yeah. Uh, well, well done, Brian. You've really killed it today. Uh, you totally did. Sweep the leg. Yeah. So congratulations leg. to Matthew from the United Kingdom. Hey, Matthew, you're getting uh, the games we didn't give away on Wednesday. You're getting Verlet Swing and When Ski Lifts Go Wrong on Steam. Uh, but Scott, uh, or, sorry, uh, Vlado from Melbourne, you're not going away empty-handed. You're not even going away, technically. Um, you're getting a copy of Men of War Assault Squad. Ooh. Oh, yes. sexy. So How very masculine. Men of War Assault Squad. Also, Vlado Keacock, or how do you say his last name? Uh-huh. Is, I only said his first name, but yeah, sure. Yeah, but what a cool-sounding, like, Russian totally. expatriate name or something. You sound like a... Totally. A, he must break your steam game. Yeah, he's going to assassinate all of us or something if he doesn't win something. <laughs> so I'm glad you want something That's there, right. Vlado, and uh, I really like this form of the game. It's it's way fun. Vlado for Vlado. Hey, Brian Dunaway. Today at 3.30 hey, on its news shifted back to original time, uh, we are doing the Boop Show today, so please tune in if you want to hear me talk about a game called uh, what is it? Oh, what, Did you do uh, Wildermyth? Wildermyth. 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 Yeah. I, I loved him on that 70s show. <laughs> uh, old Wildermyth. He was fantastic. And I'm going to be talking about Hellpoint. Whoa. Wow. Hellpoint. Yeah. That'll be good. That's, um, a, that's a Souls-like Scott in space. Oh, hey, I think I may have played You have that, that one. And according to the Steam says, hey, these friends have this game. Scott does too, but he's played zero hours. Yeah, I don't think I've played it. I think I installed the, installed the code and then never played it. So I'll be interesting or interested to hear what you have to say. That'll be tonight or this afternoon, depending on where you are, 3.30 Mountain Time right here at frogpants.tv. So come join us and check out the show. We talk cool. about indie games. Yeah, that's right. Indie games on the Boop Show. All right, Brian, anything else you would like to say before we let you go? Um, No. Happy 5th of July. Yeah. Go ma- masturbate. Bye. All right. <laughs> I mean, you know, we assume wow. that, but maybe the porn people are just, you know, looking at the porn. They're not just fascinated by porn. Just yeah. some Monday morning porn. I'm right. not I'm not saying they got the whole plan. I'm just saying maybe they're just right. like, oh, here's a Be glance like, uh, and now I can go to work. You know, I could really use to look at a boob right I, now. I sure could use a booby. All right. Uh, we're going to do one news story. Oh, okay. So enjoy this. I don't watch the news. It's today's news brought to you by Overpriced Park City Burgers. Yeah, they were way too Ask much. for them by name. Really good, though. So this is speaking of Russians and Ukrainians and things. This is pretty cool. So this place that's built into this resort, it's called... Crap, forgot the name. Dang it. It's it's uh, it's built into the Westgate Resort. People will know it if, if they've been. It's basically a burger slash bar. You know, they have alcohol and stuff too, but it's like a lot of really great food. And the food is good. Like the prices are high, but the food's really good. Anyway, all the employees are exchange college students. They're here for like a study abroad program. Hmm. And they're all from like Ukraine, Russia. Uh, we met a lady from Argentina amazing bunch of i say kids but they're you know 22 23 i guess they're still sort of yeah. kids to me but they are they're awesome and they're like yes but this what is it they can take for your order please like it's a lot of that kind of accents <laughs> fantastic uh-huh. it's such a cool thing every time we go there uh-huh. uh it's always these these folks from like all over the world it's awesome anyway very cool 
Here's your first story and final and only story of the day. Okay. Uh, the sandwich police say seafood company lost approximately $10,000 worth of lobster after a local man turned off the compressor and oxygen supply to their tank of live seafood. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, that, my gosh. That wow. headline is a paragraph, by the way. Huge. It really is. I, I And you lost me. Well, uh, the whole thing was uh, done to the soundtrack of uh, Radiohead's Karma Police. I was singing, Sandwich Police. <laughs> That's awesome. Arrest man. this man. He cut off the air. Oh, this reminds me. So we were listening to them yesterday. For some reason, they uh-huh. were on. Radiohead? Yeah, yep. some playlist in the car. And I got to thinking, and I, and I made a mental note to ask you this, but then I forgot, but now you reminded me. So here I'm asking you now. Sure, sure. Everyone has that time where even if you have the broadest taste in music, and my tastes are pretty broad, I like everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there are times where you're still like, nothing. I'm not in the mood, not in the mood, not in the mood, right? You yeah. just can't find sure. a thing. What do you do when you feel like that? What do you fire up or oh, change? Oh, yeah. Or- like, what's my, what's the, the comfort food? No, what's the equivalent? Like, uh, I don't know what to call the, it. The the common denominator, basically, no matter what mood, this this band always works. Yeah, like if I couldn't, a couple years ago, if I couldn't find a video game that I wanted to play, I would play Diablo 3. Mm-hmm. If I couldn't find anything else I was in the mood for, I'm like, well, I know I can play that. And then I'll play that. So it's, um, so it's like that. I guess. For me, probably Squeeze, the band Squeeze, because there's such a, again, huge library. They've been making music since the 70s and still putting out stuff. And I can put on a random playlist of Squeeze songs and um, uh, totally be happy no matter what kind of mood I'm in. I love that. I'm going to try yeah. Squeeze next time I get stumped. Yeah, next time you're tempted, stumped. make sure to uh, play some Squeeze. Yeah. I, REM kind of fixed us yesterday, but yeah, know, not, sometimes I'm not in the mood for them. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, this uh, story about this uh, this uh, this, uh, this thing. dude who turned off a compressor. Oh my god! Yeah, it's wow. pretty crazy. So they responded to a superior lobster and seafood to investigate a report of vandalism. Police say video surveillance from June 24th at about 9:18 a.m. p.m. rather showed a male party illegally throw trash in the company's commercial dumpster and then proceed to turn off the compressor and oxygen supply to the live seafood tank. The investigation revealed a monetary loss of approximately $10,000 in damaged seafood. I assume that means dead, right? Yeah, yeah. I like mean, you still, need those, uh, you still need the bubbler to go off and uh, aerate yeah. the water or in- to put uh, uh, oxygen into the water. Oxygenate. Yeah. Oxygenate the water, yes. Ain't no lobster got time for that. Uh, right. The suspect observed on the video was positively identified as Joseph Valdo. Valdo. <laughs> as a result, Joseph Valdo was arrested and charged with felony vandalism of property and illegal dumping. Uh, he is to see him. Uh, Valdo has been post, uh, posted from trespassing at the business and is due to, in court Monday, uh, be today, for his arraignment. Yeah. Yeah. Cape Cod, by the way, is where this one comes from. CapeCod.com. Did you ever go there and do any paper I- stuff? I have been to Cape Cod, and uh, when my when my dad lived in just outside of Mystic, Connecticut, um, he was in New Haven. Uh, one of the days that he was working, my uh, Tina, my wife Tina and I borrowed his car, and we drove to Cape Cod. Nice, never been. It was lovely. Yeah, never been. Always meant to. Will one day, I suppose. Beautiful part of the country. Yes. Uh, on that note, we're going to take a beautiful break from the country. And uh, <laughs> when we come back, Stephen Schleicher will join us. No bill for the next couple of weeks. He's off to New York to visit family. And uh, this is the time of year when everyone sees their family. That's where I was last weekend and Brian the weekend before and or weekend before before. 
right? <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's what it is. It's the summer of family reunions. And uh, exactly. here in the States, anyway, it's easier to do that. So first time in a long time for people, and we wish Bill well. But Stephen will be here right after this break. Brian, why don't you play a song during the break? Oh, I don't mind if I do. Let's go to Pittsburgh uh, to a uh, trio, pop punk trio called Eternal Boy. You guys will be able to see him this September because they're going to be part of the uh, <clears throat> the Four Chord Music Fest with groups like Rise Against, The Used, State Champs, uh, all coming up this September, the Four Chord Music Fest. And these guys are part of it. Uh, this is a band called Eternal Boy. They have a brand new video for a song that they released on their most recent album, which is called Bad Days Are Over. Here is Eternal Boy and The L Word. I know this time it couldn't be any worse, but I'm better late than never. She epitomizes independence, yeah. I know what you're thinking. She's a little misunderstood in your eyes. Just 
sophisticated robots are not on the job yet. Here at Johns Hopkins University, a robot was developed that gropes its own way down the halls. How's my suitcase working out for you? The morning stream. Ah, ah, ah. You didn't say the magic word. And we're back. Brian, that song again was... That song again is called The L Word by the band Eternal Boy from their new album, Bad Days Are Over. Oh, man. What a what a rocking song that was. I'll go listen to it later. <laughs> I, always Plus, go back and, yeah. I always go back and check because, you know, I don't want to yes. miss out. I, some of the favorite, like, new bands or songs I've ever heard are things Brian played. And if I just skipped them, yeah. man, what would I, who would I be? What would I be? What would you, exactly, exactly. Well, let's find out what this Where would you is. be? Where I'd be right here. Steven Schleicher. Steven Schleicher. <laughs> hey, check it out. Steven Schleicher all the way from Hayes, Kansas. And he joins us today from Majorspoilers.com. As he does every Monday, uh, Stephen, a little Hello, early Scott. today, but thanks Hello, for being here early. How are Hello. you? Hello. Yeah, you doing all right? Is the boy driving? What's going on? What's going on in your life? Oh, man, the boy is driving. He, uh, we made him, uh, <laughs> he actually isn't, he isn't bad. Yeah. Um, he isn't bad. Yeah, let's just leave it at that. He's not bad and <laughs> he's driving him around. Let <laughs> I mean, me try to convince. Let's, let's, just say, yeah. let's just say it's a good thing that they have 50 hours of required driving yeah. before you can get yeah. your uh your uh, whatever the temporary license is that's right. cool oh the learner's permit or whatever they call learner's it. permit no yeah. he's got his learner's permit oh. uh it's the oh, there's like a temporary uh, one, between that and the driver's yeah license? so you get your learner's permit at 14 then you get your temporary license at 15 and then your permanent one at 16 oh that's so, right because you guys also okay. have like hey you're young enough or you're old enough to drive this tractor and help us make wheat or whatever and right. yeah, right. they get that or, whole thing. Or more like, you're young enough to drive this truck. Yeah. Get out there. <laughs> yeah. Get to work, boy. Right. Exactly. Um, well, that's great. And uh, part of a, it's a fatherhood uh, requirement that you have to go through this. So Yeah, it's it's yeah. been fun. I made him do a really long drive on uh, Saturday. We yeah. went out for about 75 minutes. So it's like almost driving halfway across the state. So yeah, well, well done. Well, that sounds like fun. Good. Well, it's good to have you here, as it always is, to talk about uh, some nerdier topics, uh, you know, comic books and the whatnot. I do need to talk to you about my current reading obsession, because I think I remember being told by you that people were not happy about this at the time. But I'm reading the Doomsday, or Doomsday Clock uh, DC event thing. Right. And it was, so f- for those who don't know what that is, it's basically a crossover of the Watchmen and the DC Universe. And... That seems that's sacrosanct, like you know, holy ground for a lot of people who see the Watchmen as this singular thing that should never be messed with or added on to. It's a little yeah. like the Bible, you know. Like some people see, well, you hear somebody say, "Hey, how come we don't do, uh, put new scriptures in that their Bible today?" And you say, "Well, you can't do that. That's yeah. a Bible. You can't touch it." It's like that with Watchmen, right? Yeah, it's like it's like uh, adding a Leviticus uh, chapter fifteen verse thirty four, and right. God said to Moses, "Trust science, wear a mask, get vaccinated." <laughs> little right. a little retconning, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, no, so the the yeah. interesting thing about that crossover is, I think it's an interesting concept because you know, in in Watchmen, uh, Doctor Manhattan's on Mars, and he's like, "I shall create my own universe, and I will go and explore what that is." Right, and that is supposed to be that you know, in this uh, crossover is that Dr. Manhattan created the DC universe. Yeah. Yeah. 
then, yeah, this con- is what he's going into explore. Yeah, which is, I understand a lot of fans are going to go, what? Come on now. Well, you can't bear, 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 and freak out about that. But I am really enjoying it. And I have no problem, especially in the comics, but I'm fine with TV and movies doing this too. Explore new ideas. Go, hey, what if? And then do me, do me some what if. I don't have a problem with it. In fact, yeah. you've established so much multiverse in both Marvel and DC universes and beyond. Why not mess around and do some weird stuff? And, you know, yeah, I've, I've and, loved the metal you know, stuff and all some that. Some people just consider Watchmen that that holy relic like you you all that you mentioned a moment ago. But also so many people realize that Alan Moore is has been kind of screwed out of the whole Watchmen deal. Yeah. And so just on that principle alone, uh, they kind of they kind of want DC to stop messing around with with Watchmen. And for those that aren't familiar, um, you know, there was an agreement between DC and Alan Moore that after the run, after they were done with a regular run and DC was no longer going to publish Watchmen, that that book would revert back to Alan Moore so he could do with it whatever he want. But DC, after the success of that book, has kept that book in constant publication through trade paperbacks and other forms. So in a sense, Alan Moore has no rights to anything that's happened and now with DC continuing to explore what's going on in the Watchmen universe, it angers Alan Moore so much that every time they send him a residual check or they try to give him money for uh, the movies, he just tears them up and throws them away. Well, he's a caveman and weird, but I also well, understand. That's that's he's and, a and I also understand, you know, that's some genius is, has the garnish of crazy and it's great and whatever. And I love Alan Moore's work. Everything I've ever read Alan Moore do is amazing content. Um, I guess I would just say. This concept of like exploring, like I'm not going to spoil this if, in case someone wants to read this series. But in Doomsday Clock, they do a they do a really interesting thing with Rorschach that I did not see coming. And you might say to yourself, "Wait a minute, didn't Rorschach? I mean, spoiler for a comic that came out in the '80s, but didn't he die in the mm-hmm. comics? He did. So what is this? I don't want to tell you because I think it's rad. How he they comes back, and all he can do is emojis on his face. <laughs> I wish it was that simple. It's a very cool, it's a very cool take. And these new characters, I assume they're new, the marionette and the. Yes. um, Those are created specifically for this series. They're awesome. They are very cool characters. Like there's a lot of really rad stuff going on and it's, I don't know. I think it's great so far. I'm really enjoying it. I'm maybe six, seven issues in, but yeah, let me, let me spoiler it for you, Scott. Yeah. They've done nothing with it since. Oh, I just kind of let that lie. Did they? Well, I mean, look who the writer is, and you know, oh, I know yeah. he's very popular, and people like him a lot. He also has a habit of let me do this thing and then walk away and find something else, yeah. right? And, and get mad when anybody else tries to do anything with that you know, right. to evolve that story. Yeah, yeah. Right. it's it's really interesting. So anyway, if you if you use the DC Infinite app like I do, and I've just been devouring stuff in there, uh, you really like it. But there is a difference between what makes people mad about um, about Watchmen or makes it feel like this 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 holy ground. And say something like the character of Venom, which Todd McFarlane created for Marvel, but then never got any kind of residual for and still doesn't. And But nobody gets mad when there's like a new twist on the Venom series. Nobody does anything. They don't go, oh, Todd McFarlane's rolling in his grave. He's not even dead yet. You know, this sort of thing. But they that, do, That's a little bit different, right? Because yeah. Todd McFarlane and the rest of the guys that were at Marvel and DC, they left and created something even bigger than what they created with Venom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you're right. And in, in that extent, Todd McFarlane's like, yeah, who cares? I'm sitting here on millions upon millions of dollars from toys 
and Image Comics and other things. Yeah, and meanwhile, Alan Moore is just in, uh, deeper into whatever hole he digs into his cave to go deeper inside of it. Right. That's, that's, where, that's where he is. All right, well, Alan Moore, maybe make something new. That'd be cool. Hey, uh, Stephen, let's get to it. Um, there's talk that The Flash will end with season eight. That's a lot of seasons. I didn't realize we were already at eight years of this show. That's crazy. I know, and I think, I don't know if you're watching it, Brian, but season seven really kind of is showing its... its uh, uh, you mean the Iris show? Is that, is that what we're watching? Show. Man, <laughs> I cannot show? believe that it's like, hey, let's do a show about uh, Iris being pregnant and then not have Iris show up in the show at all. <laughs> Yeah. So the reason why yeah. she wasn't in is because of uh, the way the contracts were negotiated that she was contractually not in that episode. Why they they still wrote an episode that focused on her uh, in mm-hmm. that case is beyond me. But, uh, you know, looking at, you know, uh, Candace uh, Patton and mm-hmm. um, oh, who are the others? We got um, uh, Candace and Joe West and right. um, and uh, Caitlin. Caitlin, right. but no more Cisco, which which bums right. me Cisco, out because I felt like he was the most interesting character on that show. And right, uh, yeah, Carlos Valdez and Tom Cavanaugh, who uh, plays yeah. Wells, they ended their contracts at the end of seven last year in twenty whatever last year was <laughs> during season six. Yeah. Uh, everybody had, was negotiating their contracts, and Grant Gustin had negotiated his contract through the end of season eight. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jesse Martin and Daniel Panabaker and uh, uh, Candace Patton only negotiated contracts to the end of, of uh, season seven. Now they have concluded negotiations only for season eight. So because mm-hmm. they're only going at a season at a time and because everybody's contract or at least all the main players contracts suddenly are ending at season eight i have a mm-hmm. feeling that this is going to be the last uh, it, that's it feels like a good time to say all right let's let's call it a clean break with yeah. the yeah yeah and even uh the dude who's playing ralph dibney who's doing the the best jim carrey impersonation ever like having him on more would be great but well, there's just no the only comic relief with- is the occasional yeah, there's ahead. a problem. There's a problem with Ralph Dibney in that the actor who played him had a bunch of, um, uh, let's just say, not very good tweets. Oh, one got, of those. Uh, one of those. He got uh, socially removed from not only Twitter but also from from the show. Mm. Gotcha. Okay. What were All the right, nature well, of those geez. tweets? Do we know what those tweets were? He's a, he's apologized for them. Oh, Hartley um, Hartley Sawyer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, look, uh, James Gunn, same deal. He's fine. He's all yeah. back. It's yeah. all good. Making whatever. Cover it nicely. Yeah. Yes. Uh, canceled. Everybody canceled. Uh, wow. Hey, uh, well, uh, all right. So that's played, going away. Yeah. In film, he played uh, Ron Batty in the Blade Runner Holiday Special, which must have been a uh, funnier die thing. Oh, it had to be. Right. Yeah, yeah, he was doing he was doing a bunch of stuff with him. <laughs> I want to see that. I, you just I do too. <laughs> Whatever it is, I want to see it. You got me with that. Um, no yeah. Lovecraft Country two. People are pissed, or season two rather. People are pissed about this because the first season was beloved and uh, very good. Seemed like they could keep going, but they're not gonna. Why? What's going on? Well, so the book that the Lovecraft Country was based on was only a single book. It's not a series. Yeah. And so that should have been kind of maybe a first indicator. But uh, the um, Misha Green, who has been working on a lot of season two, was, you know, letting out little hints and clues along the way of what they had planned for season two. Apparently, they had a lot of the stuff written. But then HBO was just like, no, we're not going to we're not going to follow it and we're not going to continue with this. I don't know why, because it was a very popular show. 
and did get a lot of attention, especially when you look at uh, black actors and actresses in horror themed um, movies. You don't see a lot of that uh, where they are the primary leads. But HBO just decided, no, we're we're not going to continue with that and and just shut down production. of mm, That's a bummer because that was a cool, very interesting cool show yeah especially if you go and look at at her uh twitter feed she's been releasing more information about how the world of lovecraft country would have been different Mm -hmm. in season two in that basically there was a reset button that they that they set with the magic that was released where now black people also have the power to have magic and so the united states would have been kind of reset and divided into three different or four different areas uh, one of them was I forget what it, uh, I forget what it's all called, but it's like the New Black South or something like that. And mm. so it was going to be, you know, the South that was primarily controlled by, uh, you know, black people. And then you had the American West, which was uh, the Native tribes were in control of that. And then you had this thin strip of, you know, white America, mm-hmm. where all these zombies were at. Mm. Uh, so I have no idea what what uh, they're going to do beyond that. But if you go and and check. Her Twitter feed, you can find some other things that she's Sounds tweeted great. about I'd the show it. had it been into season two. And is there any plan for a follow-up book? Because maybe that's all we need. Maybe you just need... Not that I have ever seen anything from from Matt... Uh, what's his name? Matt Stone, I believe, is his is is the uh, writer's name. Yeah. It was a very good book. Um, it was written you know, three or four years before they even talked about doing Lovecraft Country as a TV series. Yeah, so yeah. my guess is if he really wanted to do something, uh, there would have been a sequel by the time that the first uh, season had dropped on HBO. Mm. I'm sorry, Matt Ruff. Matt Ruff is his name. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, that reminds me, they just started production on um, that um, Last of Us adaptation on HBO. Uh, oh, right. For the game, yeah. That looks great. Uh, Pedro Pascal cool. in the main role. And I forgot the girl they announced is the pays uh, Ellie. Oh, man, I'm really looking forward to that. That'll be great. Yes, the Matt Stone from Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Yeah, sorry. Tomato. Yes. <laughs> only thing that popped into my mind at the moment <laughs> Matt oh there you go okay um okay well that's all well and good but not great but also hey it stands on its own it's this amazing season of thing and and you'll never does it does it uh will it be a satisfying conclusion because it was a hard sell to tina it's on our list to watch but it's hard to describe to get tina on board to watch it so yeah she's not usually just like hey supernatural i'm in right mm-hmm. you got to kind of yeah, so you know the premise, a little bit. Yeah. The premise of Lovecraft Country is, you know, you know, all these Lovecraftian horrors which, you know, drive people crazy and are, you know, are out there in the world. How do black people deal with Lovecraftian horrors when, you know, they live during these era of Jim Crow and their daily lives are very much mm. worse than Lovecraftian horror. Right. And so you end up seeing uh what Matt Ruff does in the stories is he takes these black protagonists and really takes all the inherent racism and all the horror that is in Lovecraft's writing and just flips it on the ear where black people are like, at least in his book are like, no, we're not having any of that. Mm -hmm. And, and really step forward and not only put an end to the racism around them, but also through the destruction of, um, Lovecraftian monsters in in the series they're putting down Lovecraft uh, Lovecraft's racism as well. Yeah, such okay. an interesting right. it's such an interesting combination of like cool social premise. commentary yeah. and 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 like And there's know. some very scary moments in in the series. Oh, yeah. I mean the yeah. TV series goes in in I mean it follows the book fairly faithfully but they they go in different directions with that that are are scary. I mean if you're if you're not a fan if Tina's not a fan of body horror, I would avoid that because there's a person who literally 
does a passing for white by changing her body mm-hmm. and it gets very gruesome in the way that that happens mm-hmm. um, there are that. some little monsters that chase uh one of the one of the black uh, girls in the series and i think they are super frightening mm-hmm. so oh, wow okay uh, if, cool. if she's not into that then i would uh, she I would've. you know she'll she'll do anything except like really like hostile kind of level horror oh, h-o-s T-E-L, not H-O-S-T-I-L-G. Yeah, there's not, I mean, there's not gore porn for the fact, yeah. you know, for Saw, the fact of violence. Just, you know, I mean, it's all motivated, and, right. mm-hmm. you know, it, they try to portray, or I think they do a very good job of portraying uh, how black people had to deal with with right, with right uh, racism yeah. during gotcha. the Jim Crow era. Yeah. You want to watch a racist, dirtbag sheriff get shredded by an eldritch horror freaking demon yeah, dog or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's okay. so good. All right. It's yeah, I mean, cool there's show. definitely cool. comeuppance for the, for, the, uh, for the racism. Yeah. But, you know, it, they definitely lean into, they're not afraid to go. And also, this is tons of social commentary, but guess what else it is? A really lot, a lot of kind of gore in the horror, you know, horror movie business. Like, mm-hmm. they go all in. So it's really interesting. Anyway. All right. Cool. Uh, what else? Keeping is, it on the list. Yeah, yeah, you should. <laughs> Uh, comic sales did real well during the pandemic, it turns out. I'm not surprised by this, but how well? Well, you know, it's really surprising because, you know, comic book shops and even comic distributors uh, shut down. Comic book publishers told their writers and artists to, you know, put their pins down and, and not work for, you know, three or four months out of the year before things started opening back up. But thanks to comic book sales and thanks to trade paperback sales and thanks to a lot of uh, kid comics, comic book sales actually rose in 2020 by... Uh, 700,000 or uh, seven, is it $7 million? Yeah, $7 million wow, in good. 2020. So yeah. it went from $1.21 billion to $1.28 billion mm-hmm. in 2020. Digital comic sales also played a part in that, in that digital comic sales had about a $10 million increase uh, from the year before. So, um, yeah, things are things are looking really good for for comic sales in 2020. That's awesome. I'm happy to hear that. I feel like this, you know, my my resurgence of just wanting to read them all the time happened then. And I just, I'm still there. I read them every night and I can't kind of can't get enough. So I'm happy to hear that. You know, I mean, that's just good. That's just good for everybody to know that there's, you know, growth there. Mm-hmm. And that there's no yeah. stagnation or whatever, or, or there's less or whatever. Because, you know, as much as I love that mainstream, uh, the mainstream world has embraced the MCU and everyone loves it, even if they never read a comic. That's great and all. But I still love the source. Like, I want the source to continue mm-hmm. to be rad. Because mm-hmm. to me, it, it's, it would be the worst crime in the world that you just move forward with a bunch of movies about heroes that we already know, but comics just end up in the dumper. Like, I would hate that. So... This is good. Yeah. It's good news. Well, and and I think it's, you know, the accessibility of digital comics really helped uh, this year as, you know, graphic novels and being able to order stuff through Amazon as opposed to single issues really helped out a lot as well. And I'm hoping because it's almost double the number of comic uh, of digital comics that were sold in 2020 compared to all of the other years previous. Usually it's fairly flat and stagnant, Mm -hmm. but seeing almost a double digit, you know, uh, not a double digit, but a 200 percent increase in sales on the digital side. I'm hoping shows that more people will stick around for digital comics going forward yeah it makes me wonder how many people know because i don't think they advertise it very well how many people know about these two apps like how many or you know these two mm-hmm. main apps there's certainly others but comiXology the the dc infinite and the marvel unlimited, unlimited. all three of those are incredible it's netflix right. for comics like it really truly is and i can't imagine life without those things now like i just love them 
there's so much to binge and go back to and things you missed and things <sighs> yeah. you didn't hear of and revisit stuff you love and whatever. Like, it's amazing. And I just don't know how many people know that you can even do yeah. this shit. You know, I can't keep up with all the stuff that I put in my, my list in Marvel Unlimited to read. Um, yeah, such tons great of it. stuff. I love yeah. it. So anyway, hopefully more of that will continue to be cool. Uh, finally, X-Men 1. Yep, never heard of it before. Oh, a brand man. new comic X- coming out of Marvel. <laughs> X-Men number one. Finally getting their own title. Yeah. Wow, good deal. Yeah, Ugh. so that's hitting, what, this week? What, what do we that, need to know? That arrives this week from Marvel Comics. This is kind of the... Um, you know, the X-Men went and formed or the mutants of the Marvel Universe went and formed their own society on uh, Krakoa and they've been doing their own thing. And then they had the um, uh, the X-Men gala event that was uh, going on and there was a murder at the uh, at the gala. And now all heck is breaking loose. And of course, there needs to be heroes that step forward and uh, continue to protect the mutants of the world, introducing X-Men number one. Oh, wow. So, um I saw Lady Wolverine, but I think that's what's her name. Um, that's uh, yeah, X twenty three. Oh, is that who it is? Okay, she's very yep. Wolverine-y in this. She is very Wolverine-y, Yes, she's got the yellow suit, uh, and the ears, and the whole schmear going on. It's there. cool to see uh, Sunfire. I, I, I watched their whole little motion comics uh, oh, trailer yeah. for the new comic, which I dig. I totally dig that. Oh, I love this. these. Yeah, that's great. And they, they, yeah. look at that. It's, you know, three hundred thousand views on this thing or something. Mm-hmm. That's good. I don't know. I'm, I'm just always, I'm such a proponent of like, please let comics always be around and never go away. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Like, where else oh, I don't think they'll ever go away. Like, they can't, right? It can't. No, I mean, it's a legitimate art medium. So there's no way that it will go away. All right. Because mm-hmm. I'm fine. Now, it, it oh, may yeah. evolve, right? I mean, so, you know, a lot of people think that comic books are just capes and tights. But, I mean, look at European comics. Look at uh, your favorite Scott manga yeah. uh, from overseas, uh, yeah. and you know just look and see what the independent comic book publishers are creating, and they're doing stuff that's not always capes and tights related. And there's some fantastic stuff out there. So oh, yeah. comics will always be around. It just may not be the type of comics that you prefer. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just feels like a feels like we're having a bit of a heyday, and I don't know what that actually means. I think I'm just having one, but. Maybe. Yeah, maybe I suspect is. that in the next couple of weeks, you're going to start seeing some mainstream media pick up on the comic book sales. And once again, you'll see the headlines. Comics just aren't for kids anymore. Yeah. Comics do great during the pandemic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> comics are back, everybody. Have you heard? Comics yeah. are back. Right. Yeah. 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 Can't wait for that. Um, all right. Well, there's plenty more going on over at Major Spoilers, as always. Uh, is there anything in particular people should be checking out right now? Uh, if you are a fan of the alcohol, Brian. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. If you're a fan of if you're a fan of alcohol, as you know, Brian, many people are. <laughs> no, you had it right the first time. <laughs> we have a brand new feature in the uh, so you want to read comics for people that are looking for comic book recommendations. This week, it's all about alcohol, and uh, Jonathan has a couple of comics to recommend that either deal with the history of alcohol or talk about. Uh, alcohol in in various forms in comic book form so people can go check that out so you want to read comics the alcohol edition the best comics to read when you're drunk is what i was hoping you were gonna say oh man sorry well that answer is always watchman we'll come full circle here (laughs) there you go um by the way your your header just reminded me happy 15 years by the way oh thank you thank you thank you thank you 15 years of major major spoilers that's insane oh very cool yeah that's about the i mean your son's just barely younger than this Right. Yeah. Weird. Uh, he's he's just he's just under a year, just under a year younger than than the site. That's crazy. Well, congratulations. That's a hell of a thing uh, that you did there. Thank and uh, lots of great content always happening over at Majorspoilers.com. 
uh, major spoilers on Twitter. Stephen, uh, have a great day. Any advice as you leave? I would tell everyone to stay hydrated. Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> Man, how much longer do I have to look at Michael Bolton on this? I'm going to delete that image. <laughs> Confused Michael Bolton from, <laughs> from Wednesday's recommendal. He's just staring at us, man. That yeah. guy. Uh, love is a beautiful thing. What am I doing here? Captain Jack is a tortuga. I just think of his stupid Captain Jack song. <laughs> right. All right. This is the story <laughs> of Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Those guys are great, dude. Those guys are great. I was listening. I had Lonely Island on in the car, and that song's pretty fine, you know, pretty pretty mm-hmm. clean, I suppose. And I got you know uh, cousins and stuff in the car. Or I guess it's just Carter. I don't I don't remember who was in there. And I'm cranking it, and then the next song up is uh, oh, what one was it? I think it was Jizz in Your Pants or one of those. Oh, <laughs> right. I was yeah. like, oh right, I can't play this in the car with mixed company. <laughs> Turn that off. <laughs> Yeah, Carter is not my cousin, Claire. You're right. Oops. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's it for Stephen. Big thanks, Stephen, for being here as always. We're going to now play you a mashup. This is a TMS Origins mashup about everyone's favorite guy. Dude and I drive up trying to get a fish sandwich while he's trying to do a uh, morning show thing. Now, this is interesting because the origin of this just happens to be the time that I played it. So there's a lot of extra stuff here, like an intro for the show. And it's interesting, Brian. This is back when we did intros before we started based on headlines and things but not after the show is over or after right, we collect the right. titles from the listeners so this right because sometimes those intros would we'd never get to the story that we were introing right you'd yeah. say uh bill murray does a thing with a thing and then yeah. never we talk never about got to the bill murray show. story yeah <laughs> so we've learned we've learned but anyway here is an origins episode big thanks to jamie who is recovering still uh, and conveys his continual thanks for everybody helping him out with his GoFundMe. That was that worked out great. And uh, J.K. Grammer for your help as well. Here it is, the origins of Too Early to Get a Fish Sandwich. Coming up on TMS, it's not me, it's you. Game of Thrones will spoil readers. Snoop TV is coming. The Pope likes his pizza. Russo brothers are also up, what, are all up in the next two Avengers movies. <laughs> Fitness geek. Jury duty and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Ah, oh, wow, deteriorating conditions for sure. It's incredible to see what's happening out there. Let's start off with our traffic jam, Jimmy. He's out in our lens, solar mobile track, and he's been everywhere from Pennsylvania, now down through Towson. Hi, Jimmy, what's the latest? Hello, please move forward to the next speaker. <laughs> Hey, is it too early to get a fish sandwich? Oh, next speaker. Hang on. Oh, Candace, we live? Whoop. Hey, I've been in the car since 4 o'clock. I'm starving. I'm just getting something real quick. <laughs> hey, too early to get a fish sandwich? Okay, well. Uh, yeah, can I get a fish sandwich? Stay put. It's bad out here. I've been out since 4. Stay put, folks. Trust me. I didn't know we were coming live. I'm sorry. <laughs> I told you we were coming to you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in love with it. <laughs> morning everybody welcome back to the morning stream tms for short that guy's my favorite new person in the world conditions are bad out here folks you can't get a fish sandwich anywhere <laughs> you might as well just stay home yeah i capped out this bit just to keep here hey too early to get a fish sandwich too early to get a fish sandwich y'all got a fish sandwich in there that guy's great he has a bright orange beard by the way uh, oh really yeah i don't know what's up with that that was interesting part of the uh, commercial or not commercial but the new spot actual new spot guy screwed up my ice worm sent that in Ice Worm, he sent it in. Ice Worm. Oh, oh. now we know who to give a credit, uh, some credit to. So Good that's old cool. Is. I also I clipped this out just f- from this. Can I get a fish sandwich? Just as an alt. I know, I know. It's like I'd forgotten that he 
he asked that a couple times during the uh mm-hmm. he's into it man dude was into <laughs> he it really wants that fish sandwich but it's only 9 a.m come on man no, no kidding Iceform, by the way still a regular listener of the show and also totally. does a still lot a of behind the scenes stuff for us and he's great. yeah like he he uh, still assembles all of the music that we play into a handy uh page that you can go to at coverville.com slash tms if you want to see any of the music we've played and find out where to buy it yeah so ice worm we don't say your name a lot but you're a stud we appreciate your hard work you are and i don't mean stud as in you're gonna get you know farmed out for your sperm (laughs) well i mean maybe that is our next patreon level (laughs) i don't want to to mention that to you (laughs) you never say never but you know just in case all right uh well done everybody we've done a show and we appreciate you being here to be a part of it thanks for letting us have a couple days off because uh you know had to happen and things are pretty clear till august for me i got um oh we're going i haven't told you i think i'm i think we got a vegas trip planned for my uh anniversary kim and i's anniversary really which this year will be 28 years yeah no wait 29 scott 29 years you and i we got married the same year and t and i just celebrate our 29 so i'm hoping that this is your yeah i've got the math wrong 29 glad you said that 29 uh, years uh, yeah don't well i have some recommendations you gotta check out area 15 put that on your list right now i actually did from your when you mentioned it the other day so we are definitely going to do that and um i might need to ping you for some other food ideas yeah yeah. Uh, but it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, Kim and I been at it for, I mean, think of that, dude. Next year, it'll be 30 years. How long have us. you and Kim been at it? <laughs> <laughs> this is how people always go, man, you must have had kids young. And I think they assume, because we did. And I was 25. Mm-hmm. She was 22 when we had our first one. And I think people hear that and go, Oh, is one of these high school pregnancy things? This is like I'm like no. Oh no, we're married. Really? Thir- when we're married, thirty. I will not have a thirty year old. I will have a yes. whatever she'll be twenty eight seven whatever it is. Anyway, the math's hard. Let's not do it. <laughs> let's um, let's move on and say to the fine folks at home that we really appreciate your help at patreon.com slash TMS, and we'd love you to continue that. It's a brand new month, so if you've never jumped on before, now's the time. Get great benefits and rewards every day that you don't get other places. If you go to patreon.com slash TMS and just check us a buck a month or more, uh, you'll find all kinds of reasons over there, so go check it out. And for everything else, frogpants.com slash TMS. Send us your emails, themorningstream at gmail.com. That's going to do it for us. Brian, do you have a song we can play at the end here? I do. And it's funny because uh, this person made this request and didn't even, you know, they buried the lead basically. But uh, Nate W., uh, who goes by the name Tenacious Warden in chat and on Twitter, says, Hello, gents. Today, July 1st, 2021, is my wife and my, <coughs> excuse me, one year anniversary. Had a random cough there. Rogue cough. Rogue cough. Uh, this has been our song since the beginning, and I would love to have it played for us on the special day. Uh, he says, to Steph, you're the greatest wife, partner, and friend a man could ever dream of. I'm fortunate to have met you, and this past year has been the greatest of my life. I love you, and I appreciate you. Your loving husband for forever and eight days, signed Nate. Now, uh, he wrote that, uh, he planned this, this uh, request a month ago, June 5th, and yesterday... Uh, he and his wife welcomed a brand new baby. They tweeted to us. Uh, so congratulations to uh, Nate and Steph. Uh, and uh, welcome to the world, Arrow Antonio. It's an amazing name. 
It was really a great name. Uh, and uh, congratulations, you two, and good luck getting any sleep for the next few months. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's their request. The song is a cover of Elvis Presley's Can't Help Falling in Love, covered here by a woman who works a lot with Postmodern Jukebox, producing, uh, doing a lot of vocals for them. She's got such a great voice. Haley Reinhardt, here's her cover from her album Better from 2015. Here's Can't Help Falling in Love. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Hey, let's meet at um, Applebee's. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.